Welcome back to the Call on Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin, and I'm joined by Logan. We're here to talk about a lot of different things, but we got some updates for the Call on Our Shop channel, so definitely stick around. This is our weekly podcast posted every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. If you guys want to listen to it on an audio, you can or on an like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, click the first link in the description. You can download it. Help support us. But Logan, how are you doing today? Before we get into things. Oh, I'm doing amazing. This is, it kind of feels like, you know, Christmas Eve a little bit because, you know, we're, we're about to embark on a, on a really crazy journey. We're yeah, going to talk about a lot in the, in the video. But, you know, again, we, the, the, I'm so excited because I get to once again really interact with the community. I mean, I kind of missed I missed you guys. They're like Austin's been backpacking the channel, hold down the floor with NBA. But like I've missed interacting with everybody so i'm just really excited yeah it is like christmas morning as a lot of people might not know the mlb major league baseball is starting back up tomorrow so of course we're gonna have daily videos that's what we kind of want to talk about in this video was a couple different things obviously logan's returning if you guys are new to the channel which a lot of you probably are new and didn't see logan really a lot last year he did all our daily mlb videos every single day it was the true grind and he was a warrior <laughs> through it all had <laughs> to take a little bit of time off but you know it is what it is and uh, so we'll be talking about that in a second. Again, if you are new, hit that subscribe button. We're almost, I believe, 100 subscribers away from 30K. Ooh. So that's awesome. That'd be cool if we can hit that. Also drop a like on the video too. Now, let's talk about a couple different things. Obviously, Logan, you'll be back. And we're excited for you to be back for the MLB. Um, and so we kind of want to do a little of a kind of what can you expect going forward. So mm -hmm. kind of put a couple notes on the screen. We're going to start doing our MLB videos. Those will be live on the channel at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. And then we're going to try to get the NBA videos up by 9 a.m. So it's not like if it's not, it's not like it's going to be consistently 9 a.m., but we'll try to get it up no later than 9 a.m., maybe earlier, depending on you know how the editing and exporting process goes. And then something, Logan, do you want to announce uh, kind of what we're doing uh, as like a little spoiler for a parlay of the day kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we're going to, you know, part of, you know, our, our partnership, we're going to be, you know, posting an article with the parlay of the day every weekday on Odds Jam, 9 to 10 uh, a.m. Eastern, roughly. I mean, you can kind of read the note down below as I'm talking about it, but I'm really excited about this because it's one of those aspects. I mean, we, we give our picks, we give our thoughts and, you know. A lot of people have an itch that needs to be scratched when they when they ask Austin and I, like, what about a parlay? Like, I, I like the picks. I just don't know the what to parlay. Yeah, the, the gens. All of us are like this. I mean, parlays are, are the ultimate boomer bust kind of thing, you know, all or nothing in a parlay. So it's like this, this hopefully, you know, kind of, you know, gives anybody that's looking for a parlay, you know, our, our best thoughts on one that should cash. Um, with our sponsor, Odds Jam, great people at Odds Jam. I, lo I love them, and I'm really excited to be partnering with them in the MLB video. So I'm really excited for that, and, and you know, stay tuned for those articles when they're posted 9, 10 a.m. Eastern, I guess. Yeah, so we're going to – so just kind of rehash. We're going to – we're obviously have partnered up with Odds Jam. We've been partnering with them for a while, but we're going to start writing articles for them daily every weekday, and that's going to be our parlay of the day. So what you can expect in our daily – MLB video is going to be, we're going to give you guys two money lines, probably two money lines or spreads or, you know, whatever, then, or maybe an over under, then one player prop probably to begin with. And then one no run first inning. You guys know we're Nerfy Nation. We're not, we ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So we'll have those kind of four picks. And then after that, in addition to that, we're going to be writing an article. It'll be a parlay of the day on Odds Jam. We'll link it down in the description at the top of the description in our normal MLB videos. And we'll also link it in the pinned comment. If you guys want to go read it, go just check it out. It helps us, help support us, Odds Jam. We'll love seeing a lot of clicks on there. Definitely, you can use the Odds Jam website. We'll be kind of showcasing that through our daily MLB videos. Not too much, but kind of showing the, the bells and whistles of what we like about it. But mm -hmm. there's a lot to be excited about, though, Logan. It's uh, it's an exciting time. 
it is an exciting time. And also, you know, when I was, I was reflecting on it, like on my, on my way home from work today, I was like, you know what, tomorrow morning. So we're, we obviously record these, these podcasts, you know, on a Tuesday night, have them uploaded by Wednesday morning kind of thing. But I was thinking about when I wake up Wednesday morning, that's the last morning really that I'm going to have to not do anything. Like the grind is insane for the MLB. Like that's why I, you know, Austin kind of hinted at the burnout factor. Yeah. The burnout factor is real, but having, having a co-host have, you know, having somebody do these videos with me is going to make it a lot more fun. And I also, you know, I would like to preface, I have a full season under my belt from last year. So like I should be better lessons learned, uh, you know, as far as my picks, I, I don't know about yours. Maybe, maybe you're selling straight bad info. Who see? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, we'll see. You know, MLB is a grind of a sport. It's like, I mean, it's like basketball, but on a whole nother level because the teams play each other three straight times every single day. And yes. it's, it's a true grind. So some things, you know, you can try, you can use the data as best as you can, but in the end, you're going to need some luck. I mean, er- errors will happen in baseball. There will be fluky things that happen nonstop. A pitcher will have a bad day. That's going to happen. So we're going to try our best to give our best picks every single day. You guys, obviously, we want to preach to you guys to do your research as well. Obviously, I don't know if I'd tail us into the ground, but I would at least do your research as always. And so it's going to be an exciting time. Again, shout out to our all-stars. We appreciate all you guys for supporting the channel. We get a lot of cool content coming your guys' way. Um, and yeah, I think that's uh, kind of going to summarize just to, just to kind of summer, bring it all in. We're going to have our daily parlay of the day. I'll be posting an article on Odds Jam. We're going to link that in the description of our MLB videos. And we'll obviously be tweeting that out at Call on Our Shot. So definitely, if you're following us on Twitter, you'll definitely see it. If you just check our Twitter feed, you'll see it come up at least once, probably twice a day. Um, and then other than that, nothing else is really going to change. You guys are just getting more content. So uh, treat, treat yourself to that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button yeah. down below. We definitely appreciate it. But let's kind of, let's kind of, Let's kind of look like, uh, you know how Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, sometimes your parents let you open up a couple gifts. Why don't we just kind of talk about a couple of the games, a couple of the big yeah. matchups? And I was wearing my uh, Aaron Judge shirt. I, I'll wear it in tomorrow's video. But Red Sox versus Yankees. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this on opening day. Mm-hmm. And we'll all see. Yeah, woo, give me your thoughts on this one. Because obviously uh, it's going to be, says, I mean, you obviously know Red Sox, Yankees, one of the biggest rivals in the sport of baseball. Yeah. And, and like, this is, this is how I want opening day. I want, I want this, you know, all time historic rivalry. I want, I want this, you know, good pitching matchup too. I, you know, looking at my phone right now, it's Garrett Cole and Evaldi, you know, scheduled to start. I mean, that's as good as each, each team's ace. And I mean, what, what's really interesting, just kind of looking at this one is like, can the Yankees start their season off on the right note? Because if, if they do take care of Boston, you know, kind of conquer some of those demons, Garrett Cole specifically, Red Sox were his demons last year. The Red Sox chased him off the mound way too frequently and in games that he really needed to have and, and show why they're paying him all that money. He showed up small. So can he start the season off? Well, that's a, that's a storyline I'm looking at in this one. And, and really also can the Yankees offense take a step forward? I know there was some shuffling, you know, with the trade with the twins, you know, to, you know, kind of get some new bats in there. And can the Red Sox kind of continue what they did last year? Cause their bats were amazing. Their offense was, yeah. you know, top five ish in the league. I want to say, in a lot of the runs categories. 
Yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. And I'm curious what they set Garrett Cole's strikeout number at. So maybe it's something we're targeting. Uh, probably leaning towards the under, if I'm being honest. But we'll see. Because like I said, be the player props sometimes are slow to come out for baseball. But this is an, as exciting as an opening day matchup. And they didn't waste no time because it's the first game on the slate. And it's oh, the yeah. only game. It's the first pitch is at 1, I believe. I think it's at mm-hmm. 1. The next closest is 220. And that's Brewers versus Cubs. And then you don't have a game till 4. So if you're going to be watching baseball, you're going to be sweating maybe at work at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I know some people out there will be sweating at work. Well, you're going to be betting on the Red Sox-Yankees. So it's going to be a fun time. Uh, this this really doesn't get better than this matchup. Uh, they play again. Uh, obviously, they play, you know, I think they have a four-game series to open it up because I do know they play on Sunday night baseball, uh, which will be cool on uh, Sunday at like 7 p.m. Uh, kind of first pitch. So I don't really think it's better than that. I mean, this matchup is going to be great. We'll see how Garrett Cole, I mean, you're right. He did struggle versus the Red Sox. I remember he would still get to the fifth or sixth inning, and you'd be like, oh, Garrett Cole's still in? Well, you'd see the score, and he had given up like six or seven earned runs. You're like, Jesus, this guy's given up. Why is he still in the game? But yeah. kind of how the Yankees ran him, ran him into the ground and just let him do whatever he wants out there. Because It's kind of how the Yankees utilized him. They used to, utilized him a lot. They're, it almost felt like a lot of times they were like, oh, we're paying him all this money. Yeah, might as well keep him in. Like It, it, re- it really did seem like that. When, when Garrett Cole would have a bad game, he would have a a, a straight-up bad game to where if you, you know, were foolish enough to sometimes pick his prop lines like, you know, I was, uh, you, you'd be like, oh, man, swing and a miss, like hard swing and a miss. But then when Garrett Cole was on, that that's one of those things. When he was on, he was on, like 10, 12 strikeouts easily. Oh, yeah, he was automatic. And, and so, like, he's – I want to see if he can round back into that type of form because he, we saw it. Now, again, something we talked about last year, a weird thing that, you know, Say what you want about the pine tar, the sticky substance, uh, spider tack man, right? That that's what they called him, uh, and and how his his spin rate on his on on his pitches, you know, changed a lot ever since they they banned that and started cracking down on it. So he's had a full off season to get accustomed to the ball without any sticky substance. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Garrett Cole? That's, I got a lot of questions for you, but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really amped. You know, you you referenced that it's it starts at one one p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm apologizing to my work on Thursday autom- automatically because I'm gonna be working on on my normal <laughs> computer, but I'm on my phone in the corner, just like they got to respect the grind. There's nothing more they, they have to respect the grind. They got to know that my productivity on Thursday is gonna be low. As with probably most people, most baseball fans. So. <laughs> and Friday will be no better as there's even more nope. games on Friday. <laughs> but uh, one other cool game that we wanted to point out, the Astros versus Angels. I mean, we talked yeah. about the Astros, obviously, you know, one of the best teams in the majors over the last five to ten years. It's been very good, consistent. And then the Angels, in my head, they're always this team that gets a lot of hype. And there's reason behind it. Obviously, they have Otani, the, the reigning MVP. Ali got obviously Mike Trout is back. And then obviously on opening day, they also have Otani pitching. So I, <laughs> what is your thoughts on this one? This is going to be a fun one to watch. I believe it's the second latest game. So you get to watch Red Sox Yankees early, get a little bit of dinner, and then you get to go turn on some Astros versus Angels. Yeah. So I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see. I mean, just, I mean, we're, we're pulling up the odds right now and, I, and they're going to obviously change by the time, you know, we're in betting form, but it's like, you know, Angels, favored minus 120 is just really interesting like they're they are to me disrespecting a lot of the Astros you know the Astros had an interesting offseason they let they let go of Carlos Correa as as we're all aware and and they're starting they're trotting out in this particular match Valdez yeah I mean he's he's one of the he's one of those pitchers that's a little bit shaky I think I think this is really interesting put the Angels putting out Otani you know first game of the season playing at home in front of their home crowd 
would then want hopefully establish you know some momentum you know to start because with like you said Mike Trout returning this this Angels team is a really interesting team to watch for for me because last year it was pretty much the the fighting Otani's right like the the Angels really only ever got you know mentions when it was Otani doing his heroics yeah. and stuff he didn't have much of a supporting cast but now you're getting you know the you know a, a very talented one of the best players in the league Mike Trout Mike Trout back. You know, the Angels have made some tweaks. Uh, I don't know how much better their pitching staff's gotten at as a whole. I don't know if they've quite addressed the bullpen because their bullpen was bad last year, straight up bad. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know if, if they've really addressed that. That's something to watch for. But they, the Astros could put it on them. <laughs> they could put it on Otani. I, I, I'm really interested to see what happens there. Yeah, I was very, very surprised to see the Astros as underdogs. Like, I'm sure yeah. that's not going to be something we see as – Really more than, I don't know, how many games this season, maybe 30 to 40, if they are the Astros of who we thought exactly. they would be. I don't know how many games they were underdogs last year, but it definitely wasn't a lot. I'll, I'll pull it up as uh, as we kind of go through it. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to be Otani's kind of – when I always think about the – and, I you know, I've loosely followed MLB for the past couple of years. I always think about the Angels, and it's always been a team that they just never get into a rhythm. They never start off hot. They always start off kind of like – three and seven and then you know they kind of just slowly fall back towards the end of the pack and they're just never they're always disappointing and so i don't really i'm hopeful that they will be good because everyone wants to see like i love trout i love otani there's a big names guys that are going to sell a ton of jerseys and so i'd love to see them very good but i just don't know if i have a lot of faith in them so i'm a little bit skeptical of them i i'm hoping for the best at least Maybe they'll be able to get done. I'm looking at the Astros. They were favored in, let's see, 146 games last year. 146 wow. where they were favorites. So I mean, that included some playoffs. So roughly, you know, 20 to 5, 30 games that they weren't favorites. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, Otani's. Hopefully Mike Trout can stay healthy because Mike Trout was injured. I don't know. How many games did he, he probably played less than 50 games last year, if I were to guess? I swear he got injured in like June and then he was gone. For, uh, yeah. I, I, I would I would say, yeah, if even 50. Like it, it was really, really a, a, low, a low amount of games. I, I, I can't even remember like watching the Angels with Mike Trout. That's how few games it probably was. No, yeah. He, yeah, he had, a, had 117 at bats. So, yeah, yeah if you no. ever take probably around 40, 40 games, maybe even less than that. So they're yeah. going to need him, obviously, out there. I see that he's out again on Tuesday, but I'm um, just CBS Sports says he's out. So maybe, hopefully, he's active for Thursday. We'd love, we need Mike Trout out there. That would be fun to watch. But yeah. with any other matchups, there weren't really a ton on Thursday. There weren't, I mean, like, I'm not going to, we're not talking about Pirates, Cardinals. Nope. No thanks. Guardians, Royals. You want to talk about that? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Mariners, Twins will be a cool one. Your boy, Robbie Ray, will be on the mound for the Mariners opening day mm -hmm. on the road in Minnesota. Um, so that's going to be a fun, uh, fun matchup but aren't a lot of good games on friday you obviously get the orioles we're big fans of ryan mountcastle book it for his home run <laughs> prop um and there's a couple other you know fun games the, the dodgers are in colorado taking on the rockies that'll be an interesting one we obviously know the rockies are only good at home and we got the mm -hmm. rangers blue jays that's an interesting one what do you think about that one on friday right so rangers blue jays that yeah exactly we were kind of talking off camera a little bit about this one uh yeah like on paper the blue jays are pretty decently sized favorites like right right at this very minute one minus 162 and i don't think they should be that and that's that's what i like to call a simple trap 
Like the the traps are always laid in baseball, and and you and you got the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are a very sexy team on paper. You know, I'm not even gonna lie. They were my they were my potential value pick at, at World Series because I I like them on paper. Now that's that 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 being said, what I don't like is if Barrios is pitching, which he seems to be pitching probably. You know, against you know Gray on the other side of the mound for the Rangers. I don't like Barrios one bit. I don't think if if he if he kind of you know implodes like I've seen him do too many games last year for the uh, that's too much for the Blue Jays to overcome I don't I don't care what you want to say they've got talent uh to put up some offense but you know the, the Rangers are an interesting team because I I, I you know I, I picked against them so much last year and I was right most of the time but I think this is a new year they they turned salary cap mode off they went out and spent a boatload of money. They said we're not we're not going to be a laughing stock of the MLB anymore. We're gonna we're we're at least gonna go down swinging, pun intended. But yeah, I mean, th- there's 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 a lot of you know potential optimism with the Rangers. So I I I think you're you're kind of sleepwalking if you're just picking Jays as like an automatic win. Sure, they could win, but it's probably not going to be because of a Barrios masterpiece. You know? Yeah, it's going to probably be a first five over kind of day for that game. I don't know who the Rangers are trotting out there, so we'll have to wait until, until we Great. see starting pitchers. Obviously, that's still almost three days away from the time we're recording this. But let's yeah. transition off of MLB. You obviously hear us talking more about that tomorrow morning. Set your alarm, 7.30 a.m. The video should be live. And obviously, we post yeah. it on the podcast platforms as well. So you can download our daily videos onto there as well. But let's switch over to the NFL. Not a lot of topics to talk about, but speaking of spending money, the rich just keep spending more as Bobby Wagner signs, I think, a five-year, $50 million deal to go to the Rams. And it's like, I don't know who their cap consultant is, but give him a raise because that man's pulling money out of out of thin air. And they keep signing people like, like it's going out of style. They get Allen Robinson, then they get Bobby Wagner, one of the best free agents left. What are, who are they mm-hmm. getting next? Tyran Matthew? I know it's it's been it's been really insane to watch them keep accumulating talent because you know in the NFL it's con it's constantly one of those you know revolving doors it's a bit of a business it's like when you're up to get paid usually the team moves on from you especially if you're older the Rams are more of hey we're in win now mode why not just spend a, a, a boatload of money and just continue to be in this win now mode Matt Stafford ain't getting any younger that's that's really what they're that's really kind of what they're banking on they're saying we've got a ready-made team one that already won this you know coming off of a, a Super Bowl victory so why not continue to c- push and go for it I I think this Rams team honestly is just as as much you know as good as the, the Super Bowl team if not better because They've addressed some some you know needs. I mean, Bobby Wagner always makes you better. He's a leader. He's that anchor in, in the middle of the defense. And then if you're adding Allen Robinson, look, I mean, Robert Woods was hurt last year, but you're you're gonna you're pairing up a, a complete you know crazy tandem of Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. I mean, Allen Robinson finally has a quarterback thrown to him. <laughs> about dang time. Yeah. yeah, about dang time. Yeah, I'm excited for Bobby Wagner, and I think. Honestly, if I were Rams fans, I'd be much happier with Bobby Wagner signing in for 10 mil a year for a couple of years than I would have been if you signed like Von Miller to his ridiculous extension. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever it was, 20-something million a year. Like, I don't know. I, I love Bobby Wagner. It's fun to look. I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but every time the Seahawks were playing, they'd always bring up like Chris Collinsworth or whatever saying, this yeah. guy's missed only two tackles all year, hasn't missed a single tackle or whatever, whatever he would say. And it's true. Bobby Wagner is that anchor. He's not necessarily the most athletic guy on the field. He's not going to run a 4-2 uh, linebacker, and he's not going to intercept you know, five passes. But he's going to be very, very good, and that's kind of what this Rams defense needed. It's kind of that anchor, someone to call all the plays. 
And I, I'm really excited for him. Obviously, they already have Jalen Ramsey on the outside. So they got all and Aaron Donald. So it kind of gives them like a three-tiered approach. They got Aaron Donald up front. You got my, Bobby Wagner in the middle. And then Jalen Ramsey shutting down a side. It's going to be – I don't know how they can do it. But uh, props to them, I guess. I mean, there's, I don't know what else to say. I mean – Another another cool storyline while we're on the Bobby Wagner topic is, you know, I, I, I'm sure this had to factor in. Uh, he gets to play the Seahawks twice a year. I mean, that's how how fun is the revenge game narrative in the NFL? And I think uh, the Seahawks are going to be woof. They're in max rebuild mode. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with that team. They're just losing talent left and right. So it's like it's one of those things. I, I appreciate what the Seahawks did, at least letting Bobby go and say, hey, you know, you're not a spring chicken anymore. Go go to a team that you might be able to win a Super Bowl on this year because it ain't us. Um, yeah, so, Bobby was even saying that you know they didn't even notify him that he was being released, which seemed awfully weird for a guy that's been there since exactly. He's yeah. in the boom days for probably a decade. I think he's a ten-year All-Pro, like been an All-Pro every single year. It's just weird that they wouldn't you know tell him, "Hey, Bobby, we're cutting you loose, my friend." The NFL is a is a weird cult, uh, you know, icy business. Sometimes you know a lot of, a lot of the players you know always come out and say, "Yeah, behind closed doors, you know, I I I didn't even know I was traded until I saw it on." you know, Adam Schefter tweeting it or something like that. Like a, a lot of the times, because it's such a business and so transactional, a lot of the, a lot of these players are like, Hey, you know, I'm a human too. I would have liked to know that before the public knew it. Um, <laughs> simply not how it is always, but you know, I'm just, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, what the Rams do a- again. They're going to be probably the prohibitive favorite uh, probably in the NFC. I mean, make, make a case for somebody better than them. They're, they're running it back. Plus some, you know? Yeah, I can't I can't make a case for really any other team. We'll see, obviously. I'm not a big fan of the Cardinals. Obviously, still with Kyler and Kingsbury. Seahawks are just absolutely tanking. And then uh, 49ers could be a wild card team solely because, you know, we don't know what Trey Lance is. Like, he could, you know, have that big blossom in the yeah. second year. I'm not – I'm not – if you to re- re-roll the tapes, I've never been a big Trey Lance guy. I've always been kind of like – this guy doesn't seem to be very accurate. seems very – Cam Newton minus like 35 pounds, like not trucking yeah. people a little bit more finesse, but just a straight laser right at you. And so <laughs> I'm not too high on him, but I mean, it's a guy in his first year. You can't really judge a rookie QB off his one or two starts. And however, I probably threw less than 70 passes this season. So, but yeah, you got to think the Rams are the easy front runner. And it's weird to see, you know, a division that was, you know, highly touted, you know, kind of Seahawks are kind of going in the wrong direction. Who knows what they're doing with DK Metcalf. He's always in rumors. And then he'll go out and tweet on Twitter. He'll be like, this is the first time I'm hearing of this kind of thing, which maybe he's trying to blow off the smoke. But then also now we see the track record of Bobby Wagner. They didn't tell him. So what? I don't know if they're going to tell DK Metcalf if he's getting traded. Yeah. Kind of want if, to if I'm the Seahawks, time. I if if I'm the Seahawks, I have to hang on to Metcalf. That's just a piece that you, like you have to build around. Like there's some like off the off the like you know trade block guys, but you know what? Seahawks do what they want. I'm I'm interested to see if he does end up staying there. He's too young. That's that's the thing about it. He's too young yeah. to to really move on from. But I mean, think about the NFC. Like I want to I want to talk about the NFC picture because if you, if you're looking at the NFC picture, you just mentioned the NFC West shouldn't be all too hard. Uh, for you know, for the Rams, but I'm just trying to think of who's going to be their biggest competition in the NFC because I was I would say Packers, but then they lost Devonte Adams. <laughs> like, how do how do I have even a level of confidence? I guess I'll go ahead and put you know I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and put Tampa Bay Bucks in yeah. in there. You know, now that Tom Brady's returning, that's that's obviously you know a huge 
huge boost for them. Yeah, we never know about the Cowboys either. Not that you know, we're I'm not. I mean, they're always okay. Yes, Cowboys. You convince me. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I think it's the Rams division to lose or conference to lose. They're going to be the front runner. Should lead probably that. I mean, but the Bucks are still going to be pretty dang good themselves with Brady back and. Obviously, they basically brought back everyone, and then they added a couple ex- extra weapons for him. Like Russell Gage is a good addition. I think he's going to be underrated, but Russell Gage a very good receiver. And then we'll obviously mm-hmm. see with Chris Godwin's injury coming back from uh, the torn ACL. But it's another thing I kind of want. We didn't have this on our pre-show notes, but I kind of want to talk about the NFL fully guaranteed contracts. So we obviously saw a couple weeks ago Deshaun Watson got the first ever, you know, fully guaranteed. 230 million and so now we've seen i don't know the name of the ravens uh, owner but now they're kind of like you got to be kidding me and I, I wonder if there's part of the browns they wanted to not only give him a lot of money but they knew if they did that they would also set up not only lamar jackson but also joe burrow in their same division just in a couple yeah. years they knew they'd sabotage him because some some division i mean some teams like the Bengals, like i don't they have not they didn't even have an indoor practice facility so who knows how capable they are of you know, spending that much money on a single player. And while Joe Burrow is now kind of set a new level for the Bengals organization, whereas like pre yeah. this year, you're like, okay, well, this is a bottom two team in their division. But now, now they kind of have Super Bowl aspirations, which obviously bring more, you know, ticket sales and all that stuff. But what are your what are your thoughts on these fully guaranteed contracts? Because now Deshaun Watson's the first one. I mean, you would imagine if you're Lamar Jackson, you're Joe Burrow. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I think, is the next guy up on the, on the like, um, the block to get a new extension, but mm-hmm. you'd imagine he's asking fully guaranteed at this rate. Why wouldn't you? Right. That's and and again, the Browns are kind of setting that precedent, as you mentioned, like for how these players, you know, because in the NFL, you know, the the whole not for long. That's what that's what the, the NFL stands for. Because the average, you know, lifespan of a of a NFL player, I believe, is like roughly like three seasons like that's that's it you you know if you're not if you're not in the league cemented by three seasons you're out so like to have these fully guaranteed contracts barring injury barring you know uh, all all sorts of like variables that you can't control if I'm a player I'm like hell yeah like I I I see what I see what Deshaun Watson just got he was out of football and legal problems like you know I being Lamar Jackson you know former you know MVP I'm worth every bit of that like how how do you come to go yeah, exactly. How do you how do you come to the negotiating table if you're Lamar Jackson and say, yeah, I'll go ahead and take less than Deshaun Watson right across the division? Yeah, that makes about sense. Like the only way you would take less is if you're in a position like a Tom Brady where you're you're the goat, you cemented your status, and you're like, yeah, I can I can backpedal on the money a little bit in, in you know helping my teammates out. Well, not a lot of players always think like that. It's it's more of like I got to get mine because you know nothing's nothing's you know given. And here they are with these fully guaranteed deals. And that could honestly cripple your team a little bit. Like there's, there's no doubt about that. Like the, the, those teams that you just mentioned, like the, the Bengals and the Ravens won't be made better if their quarterbacks are being paid fully guaranteed contracts. Yeah, no, it's true. That's going to be put a lot of teams in tough positions. And it's like, you might not want to pay that guy that much, but then you're like, well, what do we, what are our other alternatives? I mean, there's yeah. not really a lot of, yeah, they have a good QB in the NFL. Or your team's not very good. That's kind of how it normally goes. And we yeah. speak from existence because as Jets and Panthers fans, we uh, we know this far too well. It's You need a good QB yeah. to not only make the playoffs, but also go far. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm Honestly, I think we're going to start seeing some record-breaking deals over the next three years. It probably starts with Lamar Jackson. Then 
who we also have, who have Kyler Murray pitching a fit and want to get paid this offseason before the draft. And obviously, we already talked about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, another guy that will be coming up on the extension. A lot of good young talent in the, in the NFL, and these guys are going to have to get paid one day or another, and they're likely not going to be waiting until their contract's completely up, and then they're like, all right, fine, I'll play on the, uh, you know, the, uh, what's, uh, I can't think of the, the word, uh, the franchise tag. Franchise tag, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Someone needs to get a pacifier for Kyler Murray because I don't want to hear that from him right now. And this is my like scorching hot take. Like I, I do not want to hear Kyler Murray complaining about anything right now. You need to go out and you need to buckle up that chin strap. But you need to prove it because I'm tired of these whack Cardinals headlines being, oh, Kyler Murray's discontent. Yeah, there's a rift growing here. Like you haven't shown anything, Kyler Murray. It's sustained. Like you've shown flashes and you've shown that the Cardinals can compete in the NFC. But for me to, to for me to say, you know, as just a you know a sport, casual sports fan, and probably you know, a lot of NFL people have to be feeling this way, for you to deserve what these that tier of players, you're gonna have to go challenge the Rams in that division. You're going to have to, you know, 100 percent make the playoffs yep. and you are cannot have the type of letdown season pouty season that you had last year i don't want to hear it Kyler. <laughs> neither do i but uh i have two last things for a wrap up i my dad sent me some cool stats that i wanted to bring them up they're going to go back to mlb but he wanted me to bring up max scherzer's salary is more than four mlb teams the orioles a's the the guardians and the pirates so that's pretty interesting <laughs> And he's making 43 mil, and some of those teams aren't even above 38 mil. So uh, that's fun. And then I forget the other one. It was talking about how the athletics, their salary in 19, I think 90 was about 31 million. And this year it's the same. So uh, so you love to see that. Consistency. Mm. Yes, that's a, per- that's a perfect. See, that's not something we're going to talk about on our daily episodes. But these teams that are bad, I think we talked about it last week. These teams that are bad, like they, they can never get better because they don't spend the money. There's teams, like you said, with players outspending them, you know, as a whole. They, you know, you got to feel for them a little bit, especially hearing numbers like that. Look, the A's are going to be putrid this year. I, yeah. I, I don't know what they have left. Maybe they're testing out some farm players. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, but I want to finish. I didn't put this on our notes, but I want to talk about it because tonight could be the night. It's, remember, we're recording this Tuesday night. I believe there's a chance the Lakers will be eliminated from the playoff contention. Ooh. I'm not necessarily, I'm not c- confirmed. I want to hear your thoughts on the Lakers season because there's very slim chance that they do make the playoffs, even the play-in game, let alone the actual playoffs. Um, yeah, so I'd like to put my house on the, they're not going to make the playoffs. Just because I, I've been tracking for funsies uh, on FanDuel there to make the playoffs bet. And it's so minuscule now that they took it away. They're like, yeah, they ain't making the playoffs. So even FanDuel is not a believer in the Lakers. I'm not a believer. Look, it, it, the whole thing with the Lakers was they were never healthy at the right time. Be it AD, be it LeBron, you know, the Westbrook, the chemistry just couldn't jive. So with, when you can't have these players on the same on the court all at the same time how are you ever supposed to you know get on any sort of role because what i kept looking at the lakers was i was like you know they're going to string together some wins i'd watch them win every now and then and i'd be like okay this is kind of the spark they need for that you know postseason push well never came because they just couldn't get healthy at the same time so obviously super disappointing i don't see any scenario that they really do make the playoffs prove me wrong seem crazier yeah, I mean, they're going to have to beat the Suns tonight. And by the time you guys are watching this, that game will have already ended. So we'll see how that one goes. But, yeah, it was a disappointing year for all Lakers fans. And, I mean, it's they can't control health in, in the NBA in any sport. Health mm-hmm. comes down to a lot of it. And it feels like now 
I forget who was talking about. I think Kevin Garnett maybe or someone else was talking about. Now it, they felt like more than ever. Maybe it was JJ Redick, but like now it feels like injuries play a lot bigger role in terms of determining who's the champion. I mean, we think about last year when the Suns made it. Obviously, they ran into the Lakers, but the Lakers were beating them up 2-1, and then AD got injured, and obviously that kind of spiraled out of control. And then we think about, mm-hmm. you know, the Bucks beating the Nets. They were down James Harden, and Kyrie Irving was kind of injured there too. So injuries play a big role, and it stinks that the Lakers won't be there. I mean, some people hate on the Lakers, but they are a big brand. I mean, they're going to make a lot of money for the NBA if they're there. But obviously, it's probably not happening this year. And we'll see what their future is. I imagine Westbrook's getting out of town. They're probably going to still hold on to LeBron and AD. But yeah, AD, Data Davis, got to be active. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's their most important player, arguably. LeBron can drop 30 points a game. But once he goes on the bench, it's like, well, where, yeah. where does the offense go? And Westbrook could just never kind of jive with the players. And they lost a lot of their depth with, like, I mean, we make memes about Caruso and KCP and Kuzma and stuff. But... Yeah, those guys are better than their current role players with Austin Reeves. No offense to a fellow Austin, he didn't deserve that, but those guys are a little bit better. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, isn't it right about now that they're missing the Caruso, that they're missing even the Kyle Kuzma? Like, like it, they they needed that sort of youth movement that they were so quick to ship off in in seasons past. You know, they if if you just look at kind of the talent that the Lakers used to have once upon a time and how they've shifted the the different pieces to, you know, acquire the team that they have, you got to say, Hmm, is like, is, is, is each of these pieces together actually greater than what you assembled now? And maybe yes, because, you know, an argument can be made like, you know, you know, the Julius Randall while inconsistent sometimes, I mean, he's a good piece. Brandon Ingram, like these are all pieces that that the Lakers once upon a time had like Jordan Clarkson. They like, these are all, if they would have just played it, played it differently. I'm just saying like, it's, yeah, it you never really know. It was kind of like they had to rush it. Cause obviously LeBron's timeline is different from everyone else, but of course it's an interesting one. And in I saw magic Johnson talking on first take about how they were supposed to get DeMar DeRozan instead of Westbrook, but then they pulled the Westbrook trigger and DeMar DeRozan obviously went to Chicago then. And that was the whole team would be completely different. They'd have DeRozan there playing with LeBron when AD's out, and they would have been able to keep Caruso, KCP, all those guys, instead of having to ship them off to Washington. So we'll see what they do this offseason. It's going to be an interesting one, likely not going to be in the playoffs. So we'll have, have obviously, they won't be there, but there's still a lot of good teams out in the West. So not much to do there. I just want to talk about the Lakers a little bit because by the time next week's podcast is coming around, we'll not only have the playoffs all wrapped up, and I think imagine the one of the Maybe a play-in game will be going on. I'm not really sure what, what the play-in game strategy is. I just know the regular season ends on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. This could be the Lakers' funeral, I guess. We're, we're give, giving them some flowers a little bit, and, you know. Good try. Be. Good try, Lakers. <laughs> you tried your best. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's Call on Our Shot uh, episode podcast, episode 31. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Again, tomorrow – we're going to be grinding. The MLB grind starts tomorrow, so get your alarm clocks ready, Logan, because we are going to be coming with full steam. So a reminder about those parlay of the days that we post on Odd Jam. We'd really appreciate it if you check out those articles when we post them just because it does help support the channel. There's a lot of different things you can do to support the channel, but that is one of them. So we mm-hmm. appreciate you guys again for listening to the podcast. We'll be back again next week, and obviously we'll see you guys bright and early, Thursday morning, 7.30 a.m. sharp. You'll be seeing both of us in the same kind of setting, giving out our favorite plays of the day. Woo! It gets, doesn't get better than that, man. We'll be back again then. But we appreciate you guys for listening to the live or in the podcast. Obviously, our live streams tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. And we'll see you guys tomorrow.